there are still some social media circulating about how a recession is on the horizon. The market is going to severely crash and we may even experience a depression, etc. However, we must consider how financial crises often involve massive liquidity being pumped into the financial system like we experienced during the pandemic, where asset prices started skyrocketing, the rich got richer, the poor got poorer, people blowing stimulus checks on designer purses and watches, and where risk on assets in the market like Bitcoin and crypto started pumping like crazy. When Jerome Powell announced the Federal Reserve wasn't going to raise rates, we saw a rise in stock and crypto markets. And as we discussed in previous videos, historically the Fed increases interest rates slowly over time, which on the line chart looks like a staircase, before dropping them dramatically, which looks like an elevator straight down on the line chart. Even if this time around is different and they pause a few more times before decreasing, the market is going to react because the market is forward thinking and moves based on what is more likely to happen in the future than not. So with this rally following a pause, the market is thinking that interest rates will start decreasing and based on every single time in the Fed's 110 year history, when they start decreasing, they fall fast. So historically, what should we be prepared for as crypto investors in the short and long term? Well, we need to be aware of what's happening in order to prepare. We need to be aware of the fact that Tether, the world's largest stablecoin by market cap, fired up the Tether printer mid-October a few weeks ago, creating more Tether tokens, also known as USDT to meet real increased demand in the crypto markets. And zooming out, the last time Tether started creating more Tether, back when COVID hit, it continued printing throughout the last epic bull cycle. So as we are seeing liquidity in the crypto markets increasing, consider this tweet by Arthur Hayes. Keep your eye on the prize. Almost $200 billion in liquidity injected since the start of November as RRP, or reverse repurchase agreements, balance falls and TGA, or the Treasury General Account, balance hasn't changed. Risk assets like Bitcoin and crypto will continue to fly. And the bottom line here is that it means global liquidity is increasing, which means there's more money in circulation, which usually ends up in the stock market and risk on speculative assets like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And taking a look at the Bitcoin price chart using the money line charting tool, which has been extremely accurate at predicting flips between bullish and bearish trends, Bitcoin is in a bullish trend. And when the market is bullish, we too must be carefully and cautiously bullish and pay close attention to what's going on. Hello, I'm Crypto Casey, and in this video, we are going to explore what happens when the money printers start printing, how the money flows through the economy, why the rich get richer during financial crises, and how we can use this knowledge to increase our chances of making some gains in the crypto markets. Let's hit it. Please be sure to check out our sponsors, Afani, Morales Money, and Tangent Wallet. Get 100% guaranteed protection against SIM swapping using Afani Secure Cellular Services, which you can learn more about in this video. Find and trade altcoin gems before they pump with Morales Money, which also gives us access to the money line tool we used a minute ago to show Bitcoin's flip to a bullish trend and invest in your very own cold storage hardware wallet like Tangent Wallet. Their new Tangent Wallet is out with a ton of new cool features. It has a sleek black matte design, is the size of a credit card, multi-currency, multi-chain, and it's by far the easiest crypto wallet to set up and use on the market right now, and it's extremely affordable. So scroll down and use links below to access the correct and official sites, as well as redeem any special offers they have for us. Sweet. Cash is king. We've all heard that one before. And the reality is, the closer we are to the king, the more powerful cash becomes for us. And the farther we are from the king, the more harmful cash becomes to our livelihoods. The unequal distribution of money in the current fiat system benefits those closest to the government and harms those farthest from the government in a phenomenon known as the Kantian effect. 
a French word that is sometimes pronounced in English as cantalon. So let's start out with exploring how banks work by breaking down three theories about where money comes from. One, the mainstream theory is that banks are just financial intermediaries that lend out their deposits, which involves banks making loans to borrowers from deposits made by customers at a certain interest rate. Customer savings accounts accrue interest to incentivize them to keep money there, and the bank charges interest on the loans they issue to borrowers to pay interest to the depositors as well as themselves. And the regulatory framework that has been used to manage this type of money creation is reserve requirements, where a bank is required to keep a certain amount of capital, which dictates the amount of loans they can make. The idea was to place restrictions on banks to avoid banking crises. And though this type of regulation was imposed back in the 1980s, tons of banking crises around the world have occurred since then, including just this year in 2023. In fact, between 1970 and 2010, the International Monetary Fund reported over 425 systemic banking, monetary, and debt crises, which worked out to about an average of 10 per year. And this brings us to the second banking theory on how money is created, called the fractional reserve theory. When a bank lends money, it needs to have excess reserves to use for lending. This method was dominant from the 1930s to the 1960s. And what ended up happening is banks became interconnected, shifting different reserves between each other on a nightly and weekly basis, essentially leveraging against one another, creating a money multiplier effect, which piqued a lot of people's interest. The creation of leveraged money in the global financial system was very experimental, and ultimately, this theory was replaced on purpose in the 70s with the mainstream theory that banks are just financial intermediaries that aren't particularly special. The ultimate goal being, oh, there's nothing to see here. When in reality, there is a very big important thing happening that harms pretty much all of us except the top 1% of people around the world. So the third theory of banking is the most true, accurately depicting how the global financial system actually works which was the most dominant in the 1920s and 1930s. According to this theory, banks are not just financial intermediaries. Banks are the main creators of money. So when you get a loan, new money is created out of thin air and thereby increases the supply of money in circulation. And this theory that banks create money out of nothing is suppressed and largely unknown by the masses by design. But it is the most accurate because it's the only banking theory that has been proven with empirical evidence. So let's explore why this theory is suppressed and how it benefits a few people while harming the rest of us. The fact that banks create money from nothing makes them extremely powerful because at the end of the day, they get to determine who gets the new money via loans. Who gets the new money and what do they end up doing with it? Whoever gets the money and what they decide to do with it has huge, serious impacts on the economy. If banks create money for a person or company to buy real estate, they are essentially pumping money into the real estate market, which causes prices to rise. If banks create money for a person or company to use to consume goods or services, they are essentially causing inflation. So when banks lend money to people or companies for assets, it creates asset bubbles that burst which causes banking crises. This is what caused the 2008 recession. Banks created money out of thin air for everyone to pump into the housing market. And when everyone couldn't afford to pay the loans, the housing bubble burst and took down a lot of banks with it. So it's important to understand there are actually some positive cases for creating money out of thin air. And it's better to think of this process as monetary expansion that is actually necessary for economic growth. For example, when banks create money for a person or company to grow a business, a business that creates and performs valuable goods and services, 
This creates growth in the economy without inflation. These types of loans create jobs, foster innovation. As technology gets better, things become cheaper over time. And generally, it gives us everything we want for society without all the negatives. But clearly that's not happening. So let's talk about what is happening, which is the Kantian effect. The Kantian effect was coined by Richard Kantian, an Irish-French economist and banker, in a piece of literature he wrote called Essay on the Nature of Trade in General, which was published in 1755. In this essay, he stresses the importance of entrepreneurs as drivers of economic activity, who are traders, innovators, and merchants that take on risk and ultimately earn profit from taking on risks. Keep this in mind as we explore another key element of this essay, where he explores the non-neutrality of money, which is more popularly known as the Kantian effects. This phenomenon is all about how new money enters the economy. The people or entities that create money are deciding when new money enters the economy, where it enters the economy, as in which sector or industry enters the economy, for what purposes, whether it be asset purchases, consumerism, or business growth, and ultimately, which people or entities get the money. So what's important to note is when new money enters the economy, it is not equally distributed across the economy. It's not equally distributed across sectors, across asset classes, and most importantly, it's not equally distributed among people and businesses. When new money enters the economy, it first goes to bankers, bureaucrats, and politicians. They are the first to reap the benefits of new money. And this unequal distribution of money impacts individual wealth and is the key cause and driver of injustices in our modern society. Because when banks give their friends money, they get to spend it on whatever they want, which is usually commodities and other valuable assets. And they are also afforded the opportunity to take advantage of arbitrage. Here's how. Since they get the new money first, they get first dibs on using it to buy real estate, for example. And when they are all buying up real estate, the new money pumped into the real estate sector causes prices to increase. And by the time the new money trickles down to regular people like you and I, we are unfortunately priced out. We have been seeing this since the money printer was fired up to prop up the economy during the pandemic. What else went up? Stocks. And when all the bankers, bureaucrats, and politicians got their money first, bought stocks, and by the time we got our money, stocks, of course, were already climbing. So yes, according to the Kantian effect, whoever gets new money first has an arbitrage opportunity to use the money on goods, services, or assets before prices rise. And bankers, bureaucrats, and politicians are able to buy things at reduced prices, therefore have massive financial advantages over everyone else. So basically, inflation that happens from the Kantian effect is pretty much a government-imposed, non-legislative, and regressive tax on our purchasing power as common citizens. This is how banks and governments enrich the wealthy, further impoverish the poor, and why the middle class continues to decrease over time. Great. Next, let's explore how the Kantian effect potentially is playing out in the crypto market, as well as what we can do to hedge against it in our journey to financial freedom. First, I want to show you how fast and easy it is to become your own bank and set up a secure cold storage hardware wallet in less than 60 seconds using Tangent Wallet. Opening the box, here we have the three cards with a new sleek matte black design. Next, installing the correct and official Tangent Mobile app on our phones. And opening the app, tap scan card and touch one of the cards to your phone like so. Next, click create wallet and tap the card to your phone again. Nice. Now that we have a wallet, let's create backups of it. Tap backup now, and then tap add a backup card, and tap the second card to your phone. Cool. Now tap add a backup card again, 
and tap the third card to your phone. Then tap finalize the backup process. And now we need to create an access code to secure the wallet. Tap continue, create an access code, re-enter it to verify the access code, and then scan the primary card ending in the corresponding numbers on the screen that matches that card, holding it to your phone until the operation is complete. Then repeat this process for the two backup cards. And that's it, it's configured and ready for use. And if you want to watch a full video of how to use Tangent Wallet, check out this video guide by clicking on the link above and scroll down and use links below for a nice discount and to access their correct and official site. Amazing. So a while back on the channel, I released a trilogy series breaking down how the traditional financial system is structured as well as the crypto markets. If you haven't yet, after this video, check it out by clicking on the link above to get up to speed. Basically, if we understand and think about how Tether's stable coins are created and distributed, we absolutely have had a Kantian effect here in our very own crypto economy. Tether, the largest stable coin by market cap, for several years has never been backed dollar for dollar in reserves. And they have been basically printing Tether the same way central banks print money and distributing it to whoever they decide. So did it give these people the opportunity to buy crypto at lower prices due to some arbitrage at some point and cause crypto prices to rise? Likely yes. And on top of it all, the Kantian effect in our traditional financial system also affected crypto, from Wall Street using their first to market free money to gamble in cryptocurrency. Lame. So now the golden question, how can we protect ourselves from the Kantian effect? Well, one way, like we always discuss together, is by increasing our income streams and by ideally becoming entrepreneurs who take on risk, create value for the world, and get rewarded for it through earning profit and generating steady cash flow in order to take advantage of investment opportunities more freely. Why is it so? Well, when working for someone else, we're usually at the mercy of a fixed income or relatively fixed income if commission or similar is a factor. And as the Kantian effect wreaks havoc on society, you are a victim of inflating cost of living, which means your fixed income is becoming less and less valuable over time. And if you've only got one job working for someone, you only have one source of income, which can be pretty risky in addition to your income already being fixed. Whereas as an entrepreneur, you can ideally transition to non-fixed income situations. And entrepreneurs find gaps in the market, find opportunities to solve problems in the world, and affect real positive change in the world, all while producing cash flow for themselves. Cool. Another way we can protect ourselves is actually by participating in the new networks and ecosystems being built on the blockchain. We are experimenting with new ways to more equitably distribute money and capital via layer one and two blockchain networks and DeFi or decentralized financial applications. Digital assets like NFTs will also create new ways for us to build and distribute wealth, which we explore together in this video you can check out by clicking on the link above. So blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies are creating ways we can transact directly with each other in a peer-to-peer -peer ecosystem without intermediaries and third parties like banks. In fact, this technology, depending on how we utilize it for our own projects, companies, and future entities, will allow us to become the central bank of sorts of our own unique economies, which we also explore together in another video. So, even though the global financial system has been quite dire for the vast majority of us, for at least the last 250 years when Richard Kantian first pointed out the Kantian effect phenomenon, there is a silver lining. So, be aware and be prepared. Awesome. If you would like to learn more about how the money line works, check out this video. If you would like to learn how to use Tangent Wallet and transfer crypto off of exchanges to our own cold storage hardware wallets, check out this video. And to get your very own Tangent Wallet, click on the link on the screen. Like and subscribe for more.
Be safe out there.